0: Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Roy Dean. I'm a seeker, teacher, reader, writer, martial artist, a warrior in this world trying to make his way. There are conversations that we need to have, conversations about ideals. Welcome to the conversation. Let's listen in. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, My pleasure. (laughs) So you're out here in California doing some training. um, Out of uh, where are you living
1: now? Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. Well, um, since I uh, since my last trip, uh huh, um, I'd actually quit my job and let my flat out to to tenants because I thought I was going to be away for for a long time. Uh huh. So when I injured myself and had to go home. Uh, there were still tenants in my flat so I had to move back in with, uh, with my mum so I've been living back at my mum's until uh, the tenants move out
0: gotcha yeah okay so you brought up you brought up your injury let's, yeah. let's talk about that you, okay what, what was happening tell us about what happened
1: okay so um, I it's last November now it' nogi worlds uh uh-huh. um it's my first match first minute of the first match against uh, a chap called Nick Green mm-hmm. um who's out of Coesiadis Academy mm. um nice guy um he does a lot, his like instagram stuff's really cool he does a lot of breakdancing and stuff oh, and stuff but um yeah i got injured in the first first minute of the fight um i was trying to stay up off a sweep and and it was, yeah, my knee just buckled under the pressure and made mm. a, a nice big snap and I ended up tearing uh, my ACL um, and MCL um, and meniscus. All three. All three.
0: Mm. Okay, and then, and so, go into that a little bit. Like, what was that? That's the first major injury. That you're you were a brown belt then, yeah, yeah.
1: competing, and that was the first major injury you had received. Yeah, yeah. So I knew I was fortunate. I knew it was. I knew it was. It was always a possibility for me to be injured uh-huh. uh, and it'd be sat on the shelf for a long time just because knee injuries and back injuries are commonplace in our sport. Sure, I've seen them happen to other people. Um, but yeah, when it happened to me, it was just a bit, uh, it, everything was magnified because I was obviously out in California. I was looking forward to, uh, this was at the very start of my trip. Oh yeah. So I just, I'd, I'd been in California for three days. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, I'd, I'd quit my job. Mm-hmm. um I'd have organized to be out here for a, for a long time uh, so and I'd never really like any of my other competitions I'd never foreseen me getting a, a serious injury uh-huh um so when it happened and I, I went to the doctor and got the diagnosis it was it was a bit of a yeah a bit of a pill to swallow yeah yeah so then you flew
0: back you're because you're coming out you're going to do do some training and train down the California coast. Absolutely. Um, and then you had, you went back to England.
1: Yeah, went back to England um, to see the knee surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously confirmed what the American surgeon had told me over here, Yeah. Um, that I needed to get it operated on. And uh, there was no no chance of me competing at any kind of high level without the surgery. Uh, they yeah. they finally told me that, so I needed to get the surgery. Um, so yeah, uh, they had to wait uh, eight weeks for my MCL to repair before they would actually operate on the rest of my knee. Okay. Because um, that, that, that part of the knee apparently gets a good blood supply, unlike the ACL, which doesn't repair itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, uh, I, had, I was fortunate enough to, to get a good recommendation for a good knee surgeon. Nice. Yeah, so back at home, I mentioned my injury to a few different people, uh-huh. and they all said the same name. Which was reassuring. Which is the general Fantastic. that I chose to have uh, a chap called Mr. Harvey. So yeah, I had the operation on third January,
0: ah, and here you are. So hmm. let's go. Let's go way back and just talk about your introduction to jujitsu and when you decided that you wanted to get more serious about it. Like it, it bit you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But it bit me. It bit me really early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just kind of. Well, I knew I wanted to do something combat sports related, uh-huh. and and obviously like like everybody else, I'd seen I'd seen I'd seen the UFC. Uh-huh. Um, I'd seen I, didn't, I had interest in boxing and other things like that before, but nothing had mm-hmm. really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. And, and they were always saying that you needed to you needed to be on the ground, you needed to do um, you need to do Brazilian jiu jitsu. So yeah, I made some inquiries and uh, I found the nearest school to me. Nice, yeah. Nice, and that was with Steve Grenaway. That was with Steve Greenaway, yes, yeah. And we, um, as soon as I, as soon as I went there, I got on well with Steve. Um, it was an, a, a nice vibe in the school. Um, I, Steve had really clear, concise instruction, and yeah. As soon as I started, and I was able to roll and and and, and get into it, I was like, this is this is great. Like, uh, it just got me because I, I had some I had some problems going on at, at that time. I didn't. I wasn't understand. I wasn't. In, uh, I wasn't really sure of the direction I was going in. Uh-huh. Um, so it just really helped with uh, with everything. Like I would go in, worried about all all other kinds of stuff, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden after class, well, I had not thought about the stuff that was worrying me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. So yeah, I carried on like that. Um, I trained as uh, every class that Steve put on, I went to. A fantastic
0: I, I remember rolling with you the first time I thought man this guy's this guy's tough <laughs> as a white belt so then uh, Steve Grenaway was my he was actually my first affiliate over in England and then you um, you continued training with him I remember you came over to Bend I gave you I think I was over there for a seminar I gave you your purple belt yeah and then you came over to Bend yeah and yeah. over at RDA and I gave you your brown belt yeah and um and, of course, you do a, a lot of training and instruction over at Ipon Gym. Yeah. Uh, and so Jeff Ipon Lawson mm-hmm. runs that, has been a guide and a mentor to you and a friend. Mm, absolutely. Uh, just talk about uh, the environment that Jeff creates and, and, you know, who he's been to you.
1: Yeah, okay. So Jeff, um, I'll start from, from the bottom. Yeah. Jeff. So I started, um, I went to Jeff's school at Ipon Gym the day that it opened. Oh. So yeah, I went to this very first class there um, as a blue belt, and it, it was great. Like it, it, Jeff's school opened up um, as more of an MMA MMA based school because, yeah. despite his background in judo, his background in gi jitsu obviously as you know, he was um, a, a professional MMA fighter for a, yeah, so, yeah, for a long and on and an Ultimate
0: Fighter. Yes, yeah, the,
1: yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah, really good. So again, I, I was I was so lucky. I got there and. it I, I love. I got on with Jeff so well. Um, his he always was fun. He was always making a joke. Um, everything was pretty light hearted. Yeah. Um, so he still encouraged encouraged us to train hard. Uh-huh. He'd always jump in. I remember one of the first rounds I actually rolled with Jeff. It was a, a round uh, like an MMA round, jiu jitsu rolling with punches. Uh uh-huh. And he really like really beat me up. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> really, um, yeah, really tagged me up nice, and uh, I. I Couple of black eyes and stuff. I was like, this is "Great, this guy's awesome." <laughs> but yeah, he's um, he just been able to. He's just one of those people who's really nice, uh, personable, genuine person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a been able to create such a, a good environment to to train and learn uh, at Ipon, and it shows because, as I mentioned to you before, like the. the all the other competitors that are local want to come and train with us. or mm-hmm. um, well, the ones that have kind of ditched their ego type thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. But um, yeah, no, we've got, he's got a really good thing going there. And there's, um, now there's five or six brown belts, a whole a whole bunch of purples and some really, really strong blues. So it's it, it's kind of got that.
0: Yeah, no, it has, it has that momentum and it's got like the, the skill, the skill pyramid. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Nice and and so, has it shifted? Epon was more MMA and, and just talk about the evolution of Epon since you've been there from. The
1: beginning. Okay, yeah, of course. So um so yeah, we started uh, predominantly. There were there were no gi classes. Uh uh-huh. um, Time was split between MMA grappling um, and striking. Uh-huh. Um, striking was a, a muay thai. Muay thai taught by a different muay thai instructor. Um, yes, and I think I think it was a point when Jeff was I don't know, Jeff pr- pretty much got his brown belt at the time of opening the academy. Uh huh. Um, and then definitely when he got his black belt, I think he he, he decided. Oh, hang on a minute, I, I'm missing a trick here. Yeah. In terms of people want to do people want to do gi Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started the classes. And yeah, they were they were a great success. He asked me, pretty much straight away, um, I was a purple belt at the time to mm-hmm. take a take a beginner class. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously teaching is a completely different skill altogether. It's, it's yeah. It's it's, it's difficult, <laughs> but he gave me he gave me the uh, he gave me the opportunity like to uh, to do that really early on, and help me out and just but still kind of let me do my own thing. Uh-huh. Wasn't breathing down my neck at all. Mm. And, And yeah just and really soon I was able to I was having like regular students and because I had a regular class yeah uh, these students were mine and it was uh, yeah it it was great
0: that's incredible how a leader can kind of give you enough room enough slack to like you know feel it out in in the instructor you don't have to be a clone of him
1: no, no, and, and he wouldn't he like he wouldn't take that at all. He just he yeah, yeah, completely yeah. let me get on let me get on with it. And it's very much like his style was just relaxed. Obviously, he's there. He was there for me to ask him anything I wanted. Sure, sure, sure. And help me out with anything. But yeah, it's always- such a strength to kind of be a little bit loo- a little bit loose in that in that way, like mm. um, granting freedom. You know, definitely, it gave me confidence doing that. Like for him to say, oh, I must be doing a good job because mm-hmm. he's not. Um, yeah, he just left me to it. Awesome. So now you've trained, talk
0: about the places you've trained. You've trained a number of places, both in California and then England and internationally too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always, if I go traveling or something, I'll always uh, take my, take my gear or take some no gi wear, uh-huh. even if the purpose of my trip isn't, uh, isn't to train. Um, I think I caught the bug with, with drop-ins, uh, with just dropping into to schools, to be honest, when I was at Purple Belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had some really good experiences. I dro- obviously, I had visited your academy in Bend, Sure. and that gave me a lot of confidence because everyone was really nice and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and welcoming. Uh-huh. And nobody necessarily tried to kill me, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but obviously that that does happen, uh, and that is. Uh, yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. And yeah, you know, people that are new to the BJJ lifestyle, it's like yeah, you got your home academy, you're well protected. Yeah. But not every academy is like that. Not every academy is welcoming to visitors.
1: No. No. And and there are some academies that, yeah, that, that they will. Actively say that the best. If a competitor comes in from another school, or the other, it'll be part of a job for the other boys of the home academy to to show what they're made of. Right? Of <laughs> yeah. What is that within us that makes us? We gotta.
0: I don't know. As humans, you know, it's a, it's a constant thing. Not everyone's like that. But, no. But there is that kind of. Like yeah. I mean, we it,
1: pride. It's a it's a primal thing, isn't it? We mm-hmm. are, uh, although within a certain set of rules, we are. Competing man to man, so it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So so then, um, like
0: you mentioned, you were trained in Amsterdam. Yep. What what yep. other places have you? Have okay, you been?
1: so sorry, I, I have oh, no, okay. got to tap that. Um, so after I visited your academy in Bend, uh-huh. um, I went to visit. Uh, I went to Robert Drysdale's school. Oh yeah. Um, and I had a really positive experience there. Like nice. it was. <laughs> It is quite funny at one stage because uh, Steve, um, who was my oh, coach yeah. at the time, was there too. But uh-huh. he, he's kind of sat watching. And he was laughing away because um, the part of the warm-up was cartwheels. Right. <laughs> and uh, as you know, I'm not so... Uh, <laughs> I'm not As flexible. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no gymnast, put it that way. Right. Right. So he's laughing while I'm uh, trying to cartwheel down this mat. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, they were really nice, uh, really good guys in there. There were some really good fighters in there because it was yeah. this gym in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, and I got the opportunity to roll with a, a, a lot of a lot of good guys. Yeah, high-level high guys. High-level guys, yeah, high-level guys and well-known grapplers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that kind of that really gave me. The, they were like really forthcoming, and mm-hmm. and um, and that gave me a lot of confidence. So okay, if I can come in and do a class here and hold my own, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. then there's I'm I'm at one of the Top top place at the tree here. So yes, yeah. if I can do that, then there's no reason why I can't travel and uh, and go other places. So yeah, that's what I did. Whenever I um, whenever I go anywhere, so I spent um, my previous girlfriend. I spent a lot of time traveling uh, mm. with her and showing her places around Europe um, because she was from New Zealand. Right. Um. So yeah, going around Europe. Uh, one of, another one of my favorite places that I've trained at before that I mentioned to yourself was a place in Amsterdam. Mm. Uh, called Cops Gym, Cops Gym. Uh, it's Is it? How do you spell that? K O P S. Yes, I think it's owned by a a, a chap called Burt Cops. Okay. I went there for about three or f- I don't know about five sessions at the time that I was in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, because I was preparing for a, an MMA fight at the time. Um, it's not uh, It's more of a wrestling focused school, a wrestling and MMA focused school. Mm-hmm. But again, like, completely different style. Um, some real, like lots of leg locks, lots of wrestling, heavy, mm-hmm. and um, I-, I made a couple of friends there that I I still speak to now. So nice. uh, that are always wanting to see how I get on and things. And I had some, yeah, so- so- some really nice memories there.
0: Very cool. Mm.
1: So um,
0: congratulations! <laughs> you just received your black belt. Yeah. Last Thursday. Um, as really, dude, it was an honor to promote you. You you deserve it. Your game is great and you're a great martial artist and ambassador talk about what it means to be a become a black belt and just your thought about that whole process
1: um, okay so the whole process well, it separates the men from the boys really doesn't it it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, first of all yeah, so thank you very much uh, to, it was an honor to get it from, from somebody as, as yourself because it's not I don't think it's necessarily just the black belt it's, it's, it's who you receive the black belt from which is, the, mm. which is of like, paramount importance to be mm. honest because yeah anyone can put on a black belt it's, it's where, you, where that black belt's come from Right. So, right. so yeah so thank you very much for that it's a pleasure yeah so what it means to me well obviously the goal when I started and when I got the bug mm-hmm. um, when I, when I, I'm going to do this every day yeah 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 <laughs> um, well my goal was to be a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt mm-hmm. like I, I always thought like yeah I, I'm going to do this non-stop until, until I get to that level until I get that level of qualification obviously you can't stop when you're a black belt, like that's right. right. <laughs> but that was just the the step I wanted to get to because yeah. I was always impressed um, when people spoke about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and like the, the 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 sanctity, if you like, of, of, of the black belt grade. Yes. And how how it's protected mm-hmm. and how yeah, it's not just a a rank as seen in. It. I mean, not to take away from any other martial arts. I'm not saying anything like that, but as it's seen comparatively to other martial arts like it's a it, it, it's an honor it's, it's a high, it's held in high regard like yeah it's definitely. not and it's not to be um yeah, you can't you can't argue with it especially <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah no it's it, you can definitely represent you represent what the art is capable of uh when you when you wear that belt mm. um and now are you as when you imagined yourself as a black belt when you were a white belt right. or maybe even a blue belt are you as good as you imagined yourself to be or are you better Are you, did you think you would be completely invincible at, at black belt you know what I mean
1: no, no because no, I've always that's one of the things that I've always liked and respected about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mm. and it's given me it's, the fact that there's always no matter how good you are there's always somebody tougher. There's always somebody that can bring you back down and give you and make you feel like you've never trained a day in your life. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> dude. No, it's it's that's the
0: grounding. That's kind of the good
1: news. Yeah, I I think um,
0: some other arts that don't have that competitive element that helps ground you and kind of keep you anchored to the earth mm. um, can sometimes. Um, allows you to float away and then mm. and then you want to get grounded again but you're you're afraid because you might have to fall too far yeah right yeah
1: but, but in answer to your question um, I have to say I I, I don't know I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't picture myself as a black belt when I when I st- when, certainly when I was a white belt mm-hmm. just because the next goal was, the, was bl- the goal was blue belt right right yeah right. yeah, yeah. It,
0: it it does seem far it does yeah. seem far
1: and yeah like you Miles and miles and miles away. It's certainly, even from. I think when I, maybe when I got my purple belt, I realised, okay, like, as in I'm I, I can do this. Yes. And that was that was the that was definitely the kick up the backside that I needed to. Mm. I went and sought more training. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I actually started training with um, uh, Jeff's. Uh, instructor yeah. a chap called Alex D'Souza oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, who's a he's a Brazilian Brazilian chap Brazilian black belt and uh, Shaolin Roberto oh god yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he actually held classes out of his garage mm. <laughs> in his house but it was great like and it was just what I needed um, I went there and it was always always hard rounds yeah he'd always pick the like the always the tough, tough guys yeah, 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 yeah. and he'd, he'd try and take my head off himself which I loved yeah which is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: awesome so um, and you've been training how long
1: from, from white belt until now receiving your black belt? Okay. So I started, um, 2009, 2010, so, uh-huh. uh, probably about seven and a half years yeah. in total. Still, that's
0: that's pretty. That's rapid.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. rapid. Yeah, I'd say it's fast. But I mean, it's um, I'm, oh. I've been able to train more than uh, more than others. I it, think absolutely. You've dedicated
0: a lot of time, and you've and you've <clears throat> definitely been very serious about it, and diligent in in seeking out hard training, um, difficult training partners. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless, I I see you don't back down from. In fact, you welcome challenges. I know it's difficult. You're you're actually. Ben has difficulty finding good training partners. <laughs> he's he's so tough. <laughs> um, but but you seek that out and you also seek out um, different technical pockets. Like you were showing me the four one one and and that inside Sankaku leg mm-hmm. position and showing me some details on that. And dude, is awesome. Yeah. And so you're you have been you've been hungry to to find those partners and that really helps accelerate
1: your development don't you think definitely 100% like as in you can't I don't think no matter how big or good a school is it's always good to be able to go outside of it and seek somebody else's point of view and And because people train in a different way, and it might be of more benefit to you. Absolutely. That's my opinion, anyway. But yeah, no, I've um, I'm fortunate. I've got one, um, especially one person I want to give a shout yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, as well as Jeff, who's who's tough at home. But Jonas, okay. my friend Jonas, at uh-huh. home, he helped me a lot, um, and it was. Contributed a lot to the success that that I've had in uh, in competitions of recent, just because he he's a tough dude, man. He just got his black belt too. Excellent. Um, Congrats, Eunice. He- 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 yeah, yeah. He's um yeah he's a tough dude, and and we when when he's fit and unfit, we, we go on uh, a on a regular basis. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Mm, for sure. Yeah. Um. Do you mind talking about MMA a little bit?
1: No, not at all. No.
0: So. You've you've done BJJ, you've done MMA.
1: Um, what do you like about MMA? Okay, MMA for me and I think be the most appealing to a lot of people is the fact it's the ultimate form of competition that we can that we can have legally. Totally, 100%. Yeah. So the inner the inner the the macho man inside you, uh-huh. you wants wants to do MMA and wants to I want to test my my jiu-jitsu skills. Mhm. Um, Against yeah, in the ultimate scenario, sure. effectively So yeah. yeah, that's what drew George me to and drew me to MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like I said, I started loving jiu jitsu. I understood like I wanted to go to MMA, but you need to have it's a lot of skills to have, to, <laughs> to seriously compete in MMA. That is so
0: true, mm. and I, I I occasionally see guys at kind of lower level MMA, um, you know, uh, productions, mm. and they just they don't have. Like they don't have the skill set no. that that I would that I as a coach would allow them to to walk into there with like I wouldn't I mean I really got to be I think you should be at least a purple belt and you don't need to figure you can't figure out positional escapes or a mount escape while you're in there you no. know you have to know that stuff cold yeah and you it has can to get be really second nature yeah it yes, has to absolutely. be
1: yeah yeah one hundred percent yeah it's no even even at the lower levels I mean uh-huh. obviously the, the punches and, and everything you're still being punched so yeah, i mean it's yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah people shouldn't shouldn't take that uh, lightly
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah but
1: mm.
0: now you're going to transition into going pro in mma mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah that's the idea that's the plan definitely
0: excellent and then and then you cut a little bit of weight and what do you compete at
1: and um how do you like that process of, of the weight <laughs> cut okay so um, the weight cut uh, the MMA's, mma fights that i've had have been at 170 pounds or uh-huh. 77 kilos i sat here across from you i'm i'm 97 kilos wow. i yeah, just whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoa dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that was what I, at the start of the trip i think yeah. i've lost i think i've lost a bit to be okay. honest on, on, okay. the, on this trip due to the heat and everything yeah so, yeah, yeah. so i'd say i'm probably 95 94 um, at the moment but that's that's a that's a long way that's a lot of uh like thirty pounds yeah twenty eight pounds is uh-huh. a, is a lot so that would take me um, i'd say approximately ten weeks of diet of uh, strong diet okay a um, lot more cardio mm-hmm. and then um, a week of water loading and then eventually. Water cutting, <laughs> which mm. which is not a very nice process. Yeah, but it's a it's a necessary evil in terms to to get in there on a level playing field. Right, because Cause that it, guy's doing it too. Because everybody's doing it, and I think it's one of the most, and rightly so, it's one of the most hotly uh, debated um, topics in MMA because it's so dangerous is it, you think about it and you try and explain it to people I I try to explain it to my sister that uh, uh, she's a pa- critical care paramedic. Oh okay. And she's like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you on purpose? You're yeah, gonna to- yeah, you're going to you're going to sit in a hot bath and <laughs> and wrap yourself up in towels and lie next to a radiator for hours for mm. just to take water off. Yeah. So, I can see it from from the point that you have to do it. Would you
0: support a ban on cutting and you just weigh in right before you
1: you go out and fight. 100% I think that that needs to come in um, for it's not healthy to regardless of if you have 24 30 hours in between. It can't be healthy to dehydrate. Even rehydrate and then take blows to the head. I mean it's just like, yes. So I, I think similar to as they do in uh, IBJJF competitions. Uh-huh. Like a, a weight should be specified prior to you walking into the cage. Yes. I mean, obviously that, that's that has a lot cause you're always going to get people that try and cheat the system, right? Uh-huh. People are looking for any sort of advantage before you step in there. But I mean, the, the powers that be must be must be working on it because it needs to happen at some stage. It, it,
0: it needs to happen, and I think they will look back. I think it will happen. Mm. I. Th- hopefully we don't need um, another tragedy with with weight cutting no. I saw a video of someone getting on the scale I think and he, dude he looked bad he Very looked reasonable. so bad yes yeah. so, so oh supported by his teammates and
1: what are they doing carrying him onto the scale like dude, you, sh- you shouldn't God. be alive. yeah
0: dude it's it, it, we'll look back on it as I think a little I don't know whether it's bar- not barbaric or, or just like it doesn't seem right it doesn't no. seem right
1: and I can I can definitely speak with um, uh, some of my training partners and the, the lads that I know that um, that compete in the MMA it's not the it's definitely not the actual fight the fight's the fight's fine it's it's the the whole weight making process mm-hmm. that's the bit that once you make the weight it's like oh. Yeah, yeah. it's cool yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the ultimate stress I mean (laughs) Uh uh it's that and that's the difference for me between like jiu-jitsu will always be something that I will do and I think as long as I feel the same that I do at the moment it's something that I'll always compete in because Mm -hmm. it's because it's fun it's enjoyable yes Um, and you don't have to do these incredible weight cuts beforehand totally (laughs)
0: totally so now you're, you're gonna be competing very soon.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm. I think I'm. My head's getting more and more ready each day for somebody to pull on my leg. Excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> and then the submission grappling, the submission only format. Yeah. I mean, are you preferential towards that over the over the gi these days? What's your thoughts?
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, again, the gi is. Uh, I recognise that that's that's our, that's the base of our martial art. That's yeah. That's but. The, the no-gi submission-only stuff is, is great, and it's, it, compared, to, compared to the gi and the point scoring, it's a, it's a purer form of competition, in my opinion. It, it tr- totally. You know,
0: the gi is um, equipment. yeah it, it, It's, a, it's a, a technical add-on that, that we, you know, and there's so many more possibilities with the inclusion of the gi, yeah. but it's more pure kind of elemental combat. Pure human combat with the Nogi.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and um, I really like the way it's the way it's gone. Like, as in the, the all of the submission only options, <clears throat> and they're getting <clears throat> from, from the bottom level now. You we're getting so even in, even in, even at home in England that we're getting uh, submission only tournaments, uh, yeah. a, a, a lower level.
0: So, Absolutely. So
1: everybody's learning from this um
0: <laughs> it, it's uh yeah I have a friend who just competed as a blue belt in a submission only. Great. Yeah, she did well. Shout out to JD. Congrats <laughs> on the win. Um yeah, no I, I think I think that attracts people because of the scoring system. I mean, look, everybody understands like a tap. Yeah. You know, and it's so much more satisfying. It was a little agonizing in metamorphosis as much as I love the event.
1: To, to see a 20 minute draw Yeah yeah definitely. Um, f- the, you, people like a, a final outcome don't they and that's why absolutely uh, the show that I can, can be on recently Polaris they recently yes. and it was a draw if you didn't if no, neither was submitted. Uh-huh. But um, they recently introduced uh, a judge's decision as well, which I think is perfectly fine, um, depending on uh, on what sort of criteria they take right. into. For, uh-huh. for personally, um, I've always thought if I did a submission only tournament, I would consider submission attacks and submission attacks only. So legitimate submission attacks to be scored. Right. Yeah, I think Hickson may have done uh, a
0: tournament years ago. A Buddha Challenge. Yeah, Challenge. Yeah, Buddha
1: Challenge, yes. Yeah
0: and I, I really like that and it definitely encouraged aggressiveness it
1: definitely did yeah no, no, no. Well, I, I
0: remember seeing that it was good yeah definitely. yeah so right now you're wearing a scramble uh, t-shirt yeah and so you've been with scramble and Matt Bennion mm-hmm. uh, for a long time can you, yeah can you just talk about your sponsorship
1: yeah so they they were that was obviously a, a local company to me uh-huh um, and I can't remember, remember when I got introduced oh I do remember um, So Ben Ben Tom Who's partners with Matt Okay um, He actively trained At Ipon when mm-hmm. we were doing He used to do um, Compete a little bit I think in MMA And He uh, was more, more Striking oriented But um, Yeah he kind of Right away, well, well, pretty much when I got my purple belt, like they would always like look after me and hook me up with equipment and things, and mm. and, I, and I thought, oh, this, is, this is so nice. And like equipment is expensive. Like, yeah, I, I recognize that. I, yeah, a geezer. I mean, not everyone's got a spare a couple hundred dollars. Couple hundred dollars to, to just go and buy a new gee. Yes. And if you're training to a three times a day, you, know, you need multiple gears. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were, they were so always so nice to me, and um, I obviously helped them out in 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 ways whenever they wanted my help with uh-huh. anything, like as in I, would uh, let them take pictures or whatever, uh-huh. and I, I was always so happy to help them because they were always so good to me. Yes, and they make good stuff, like is that uh, they do. I've, it's I've, cool. I've, yeah, 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 and you know, because like, Matt's Matt's got a, a Japanese a Japanese wife, and uh, he uh-huh. he lived out a lot out in Japan. So the kind of the. Um, the hybrid of uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and they yeah. do it really well, very authentically, I think. So
0: mm, yeah, well, uh, do you have anyone that you'd like to thank or give a shout out to? Um, uh, you know that that's been supportive of you in in your journey.
1: Um, yeah, I think I mean, uh, well, we've mentioned we mentioned uh, we mentioned Steve. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned Jeff. Yeah, um, yeah. We've mentioned uh, obviously all my, uh, my my friends and family and everyone. Although the absolutely all the supportive
0: girlfriends over the
1: years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. And yeah, and to just all of my training partners and everyone that. I'm always thankful that actually people want to come and attend my classes. <laughs> that's oh, it's great! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm always I appreciate all of the people that come to my classes. That all dynamic
0: them. between that's so great that you you thank them because that I mean they give you energy and you give them energy mm. and it, it's it's a beautiful little exchange that happens when you're when you're leading a class. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's just like you know a Wednesday lunch class, it's
1: still there's there's magic on the mat. Yeah, no, it's it's everyone. Yeah even they should be tired and they should be sweaty but everyone leaves feeling better than when they came in I always think when you get that kind of workout and you get that you do something that's hard and you get through a few challenges you always feel good afterwards, right? Absolutely that
0: sets the rest of the day up very nicely
1: Yeah, yeah 100% Awesome Well,
0: thank you for coming on, Ben My pleasure And congratulations on your black belt Um, Really proud of your progress and you're going to do some great things
1: Uh, Thank you very much. appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: Finally, if you don't already own the collection, then you should. In a world where education is essential, the collection teaches literacy. It's a comprehensive library and a must-have guide for men and women looking to discover who they are, understand the art, Come out on top in the fiscal debate. Don't miss out on a chance for real understanding. The collection is now available, and you can get 10% off with the code PODCAST. Till next time, my friends, gratitude and grace.